Perhaps you've heard, but there's a matchup game this week. Look through those doors and back to my right. There's a stadium in the distance. Or you can just look up on that screen. It's Beat Penn State Week for Ohio State. Saturday noon, the biggest game in the country. We are going to break it down on Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Bill Landis. Doug Lay Maurice popping in. You know it's a big game when we went with the three-man crew on a Wednesday night, a Woody Wednesday. And we're going to start right away with Doug. If you're here, you mm. have to speak. Oh, what did you learn? Uh, well, I know we all had our eyes out for we guys did. walking, right? So, um, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I, like a week like this, it's like, I don't care about like feature stories. Like, hey, yeah. like, why does it make you feel inside? You grew up, it's like, I don't care. It's talking about football. <laughs> so the football that matters is like, are there Ohio State guys that are going to play or not? Right. And it feels like the two main guys in that discussion are Emeka Buka and Denzel Burke. And it feels like maybe we got a split decision based on our eyeballs tonight. I would say... I don't know that it's split. Ameka Ibuka was in uniform walking off the field, but he was walking quite gingerly. Uh, Marvin Harris had talked about the injury directly, said it was an ankle and a similar one that he was working through, has been playing through. Uh, I don't I don't know. He looked more gimpy, walking more gingerly than Marvin Harrison did with that injury. So we will see. I would say I would be uncertain of his availability at this point. And, Bill, I didn't see Denzel Burke walk off the practice field at all. Doesn't mean that he wasn't, but from post-practice perspective, did not see Denzel Burke. Yeah, I mean, we have three people out here watching stuff, and none of us saw him. Um, the group of cornerbacks, there were some people here watching practice, and after practice, players kind of go through the line and thank all for coming to watch, and all the cornerbacks went through together, and Denzel was not part of that group. I actually did not. Davis Nigmanosin talked, and I was not there, so I don't know if he actually said anything about Denzel. I don't know if either of you guys were there. Uh, I was there for Davison for a little bit. He didn't say anything about uh, like Denzel specifically, but he said he's comfortable on either side of the field, which is maybe something he'll have to be comfortable with if he has to move around. Yeah, and I didn't expect Ryan Day to directly answer a question about Denzel because he was asked about it on Tuesday. Uh, And then once we didn't see him, it was like my perspective immediately shift to, all right, well, what does that mean for Jermaine Matthews in this game? How much are they comfortable putting on his plate? Uh, because there's a very good chance that he is going to have to play a role in this game, especially, you know, they're moving pieces here, Doug. Like you've seen Jordan Hancock have a lot of success when they use him in the nickel. You know, do they still want to include that as part of the plan? Does that mean Sonny Styles has to play exclusively in the nickel throughout this whole game? Will they rotate in? Jordan goes to the nickel and then Jermaine Matthews plays uh, in a field or boundary corner, depending on what they do with Davis and Igbenosin. Uh, we saw them experiment with that stuff on Saturday. Like, it, it may not be, we talked about this also earlier in the week, that like Omeka's status may be more important than Denzel's, but you know, if you're trying to take away everything and cover all bases, having one of your best defensive players is pretty important. Jordan Hancock also talked. He did say he's ready to play inside or outside, and he, he feels like he needs to be prepared to do that. So is that a clue? I don't know. But in a world where it feels like you know Penn State's going to be in 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field a lot, they're going to run the ball a lot. They run the ball 54% of the time. Could you put put Davis and Igbignosin and Jordan Hancock outside, leave Sonny Styles on the field in that nickel spot almost every snap? He's almost playing like a third linebacker. Could you do that 90% of the time? I think you probably could. Now, do you still miss Denzel Burke? Of course. Mm-hmm. He's played as well as any cornerback in the country. But they are, I think, more prepared to make up for his loss than they have been in years past. 
even w- without having to play Jermaine Matthews, who, by the way, I think is just like the, the junior version of Denzel Burke. And Denzel <laughs> Burke played as a freshman as, and was good. Right. I think if Jermaine has to play, I think he could handle a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Marvin, Marvin Harrison was asked about Jermaine Matthews, and he sort of echoed all the stuff that Jim Knowles said this week about his confidence showing up right away, not being afraid to go up against this cornerback or, or this receiver room, excuse me, finding some success, probably taking some lumps too, but like embracing every moment of it. And that's not surprising if you spent any time here, like in the summer where when Jeremy Matthews camped and was <laughs> screaming at the Ohio State coaches that give me the offer every time he, he made a play, which is awesome to see. Like that mindset has very much carried over, I think, to what he's doing now at Ohio State. And I think one other point on that too. Like in the past, Penn State has had a slot guy that I think worries you, right? Like mm-hmm. KJ Hamler. There's another one I'm forgetting in there. Parker Washington. Um, they could certainly put Keandre Lambert Smith or Trey Wallace in the slot if they want to to try to take advantage of that. But it might actually dovetail kind of nicely with having to perhaps play Sunny a lot and then Penn State not having a devastating slot receiver. In uniform from the running back group, Travion Henderson, Chip Trainum, and Mayan Williams, all three. Uh, in uniform, walking off the field. What did they do before that? No clue. But I know that Travion Henderson uh, had been close, and they were being cautious for the last couple of weeks. Frankly, I would be stunned if he didn't play against Penn State, but we'll see what happens there. That's the end of the injury update portion of Snappy Jays, brought to you by Byers Auto. So Doug said there's a lot of other intriguing stuff to talk about, so let's get to that. Now give us another lesson, Doug. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm not a uh, recruiting guy. Berms, <laughs> Berms behind the camera. Yeah. Um, In spirit. Did everybody know? Everyone knows. There's the a Con- ghost berm back there. That's, <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> everybody knows the Kyle McCord Penn State story? Like, it's common knowledge or no? I don't know the Kyle McCord I, Penn State story. I had not actually heard it. Okay. So, like, it's always one of those things of, like, you're around the team for a long time, and it's like, is this what everybody – So, Kyle McCord was at the 2018 Ohio State-Penn State game as a Penn State recruit. And then watched Wayne Haskins lead that comeback, and he had a Penn State offer at the time and did not have an Ohio State offer, but watched that and thought, huh, if Ohio State ever offered, I think I'd be pretty interested because he had in his mind, and he said it, the Braxton Miller, JT Barrett version of offense, and that was his in-person introduction to it. So not only did Dwayne Haskins lead a comeback that got Ohio State a win on the field in 2018, Dwayne Haskins got Kyle McCord interested in Ohio State, and the offer came a couple months later, and so the Buckeyes won twice that night. Wow. It's pretty, like, the lasting impact of Dwayne Haskins, man. Like, it's fundamentally changed it's this incredible. program. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you know it, right? But it's, like, nice to be reminded of it sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's really nice to hear somebody like that talk about Dwayne Haskins, like, not directly, but very specifically yeah. playing a role in their life. Yeah, it, that, that was pretty cool. There is an intriguing subplot going on there with Drew Aller and Kyle McCord with, uh, I don't know, plug your ears, Bill, a, a Pennsylvania kid, <laughs> a, a product of the Philadelphia Catholic League who talked about going to a bunch of Penn State games, including the 2018 one, as a Penn State uh, visitor. And you have Drew Aller growing up in state cheering, you know, cheering, I assume, a lot for Ohio State, going to games in the horseshoe and then going to Penn State. And then their paths crossing on the way. And, and then there's the you know, coaching tie on Penn State staff with Kyle McCord. Like, I mean, these two are the, yeah. they're at the center. They, mm-hmm. The spotlight is on these guys. Johnny Carter, but different positions. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's interesting. That's all I'm saying. It is interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that that dynamic is probably more of a thing 
for Drew Aller than just it is. Just tell him. Just tell him nobody in Philly cares about Penn State. <laughs> nobody in Philly okay cares about Penn State. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's true. It's just, it's just not the same thing. In it's not a college football as town, it is here. Right? Like, it's not a really a college football state. Like, there are people who love. Penn but State. everybody over there was just asking about the home state team. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it is not like Ohio. Why like, didn't you play the SmackDown? Why didn't you flip I didn't over hear. The table? I didn't. I didn't hear the conversation happening, or else he's I from have. South Jersey. Nobody, especially in Jersey, but like Philadelphia cares about the birds, man. Like people grow up German playing for the birds, not for Penn State, and it's not. And I, everyone in Ohio grows yeah. up playing, dreaming about playing for the Buckeyes. It's a very different dynamic. Okay, well, we can put a a pin on that one then. What did you learn? I th- the offensive line, I think, I, I don't want to say they got stuff figured out last week, but I, I do think that there is something to just gaining a little bit of confidence. And I think Donovan Jackson expressed that they have it after the way they ran the ball against Purdue. And like he, he even said, like, Purdue runs a five man or a three down front, like a five man surface. Penn State's more of a four three front. It's like very different. Maybe the same plays won't work against Purdue or against Penn State that worked against Purdue, but. He thought that the week of trying to simplify things and, and get in a better headspace running the football and then just sort of like coming off the ball and playing physically got them to a pretty good place last week. And obviously, I think it needs to carry over this week. It's a much stiffer challenge, but um, I, th- I think it's noteworthy, at least that they're feeling better about their ability to do that. We'll see if they can actually do it. It hasn't felt like Donovan Jackson has pulled punches. He's appeared in a lot. This this may be four of the last five weeks that, that he's been available and talked about uh, this process and the growth, like when they've struggled, Donovan Jackson has said so. And when they've not communicated well, he's he's put his hand up and said that's that's something that they've got to do. So if they feel a different type of way, like obviously Saturday is where the the proof will be revealed, the truth will be revealed. But I don't. If he says it, I tend to believe it because he's also been critical when they haven't played as well. So we'll see. Uh, Penn State and Purdue are vastly different animals, but. Um, it, it does seem like maybe there's a corner turn or they at least expect that they can handle that. They're not scared of Saturday's matchup, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Doug's, Doug's cooking up something uh, here. I, he, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Like against a defensive front, um, this good real speed rushers on the edge. Um, Abdul Carter as a hammer. Who's going to blitz at times. Um, I, I just think we don't actually have a handle on it. Yet. And yeah, and it's good that Donovan Jackson feels better, but um, this is just a different bird. And just like it's Go Penn State defense is re- see now you plan to see <laughs> we're all talking birds. Just That's like right. it's different, like Penn State's defense has played great. They haven't played anything, anything close to this passing offense. Sure. Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison Jr. So like, there's a lot here of you know teams can feel. I think Penn State likes it secondary, but I don't know. Like, yeah. have you seen Marv this year? No, you haven't. Well, speaking of Marv, he changed up the routine uh, a little bit this week, and we talked about that. We saw him throwing tennis balls and not working on the Monarch on Tuesday before practice. Uh, so I said, well, I assume that you are confident that you're going to bounce back. And he was like, yeah, I am. And I also said, well, there's only so much time in a day. There's probably not more work you can do. And he's like, no, there's not. But he did change up uh, the routine. And his answer, I will include uh, it at length, and we'll probably talk about it again. Uh, on the pick show later this week, and I'm going to write about it at OhioState.Rivals.com. The way that he talked about the experience of going through a multiple drop game, it like for people that don't that like think that he's developing diva tendencies or anything else, like listen to this answer and the way that he handled it, the way he explained it, the length that he was willing to talk about it. 
I was really impressed by it. I just, you don't usually hear somebody cop to mistakes the way that they did and then how they're going to fix it. He said it hurt his heart. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was going to ask if it hurt his ankle. I didn't know if like, <laughs> was his ankle bothering him at all that, no, he, that affected that? But yeah, he said it's feeling, he said the ankle's feeling better for another okay. injury update. But yeah, he like talked, yeah, like he talked about it like something terrible had happened to him. But like, was it sincere when he said it? Like, it didn't sound fake. He was pretty bummed. I think he didn't wow. drop three passes last week. It's a hard subject to broach as well because, like, hey, you are a you know 20, 21 year old kid and you made some mistakes. Like, don't you feel horrible? I, I was. I didn't bring it up like that. I was like, that wasn't how you asked it. Don't, <laughs> you, don't you feel horrible about yourself? But that was how he answered. I was just like, hey man, it's weird to see you do that. And he was like, yeah, it is, and I'm in pain. I'm, <laughs> I'm dying. He's like, all right. Well, is nobody else going to ask about this? Because like he. It is weird to see Marvin yep. Harrison drop three balls. He had two drops in the first five games. He had three last week alone. And he had three all of last year. And that's that's out of character. That's out of sorts. So I and I think that's another subplot to watch. Like a fired up Marvin who knows what he did against his team last year. He likes the matchup with Kalen King, and it's going to be well worth the price of admission by itself. So uh, I don't know that that was something that I learned because. You're watching these guys, you know, grow up and mature, and we think about them. As, we we think about Marvin as being an already finished product, ready to get his, you know, Pro Bowl Hall of Fame induction and uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know. There's probably Bowl. a Pro Bowl. Is there a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame? Yeah. Well, he's going in all of them, right? He's already ready for it. But you know, you're gonna deal with adversity, and he did, and and I think it was cool to see the way he responded. So that's that would be my top takeaway. Anything else, Doug? Uh, just Jordan Hancock again, just talking about the fact that. Ohio State hasn't given up a deep shot at all this year. And I was sort of asking about Drew Aller and the short passing game, and Penn State doesn't even try anything deep. And he was like, yeah, but they might be setting you up for something. Like it's <laughs> he's so buying, He's buying into your theory. Yeah, yeah. it's so it's the in their day. heads. It's so important to them. He said they started running um, in the preseason. Whenever they got beat deep, they'd have to run. And it was like, well, what counts as getting beat deep? And he said, like, anything over your head is deep. And so, like, they really they've, – they've been very good at that. We obviously know it's been a priority, but it's like the – they, they really take that to heart. So I don't, you know, is Penn State the team most equipped to, to, to take deep shots? Probably not, but they're still like on alert yeah. about it. And so um, that's just a, a continuing storyline of this secondary and this defense that's probably the most important thing they're doing. Phil? Uh, Tyleek Williams has been uh, dubbed an honorary member of BIA. And he was, oh. uh, he was said, he, he said, I'm very excited and honored to be part of two groups. So what does that ceremony entail? Did we get, is he knighted? I don't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They have a sword. Oh yeah. You oh, down, that's you what you drop down to. And so is that, is that, a, is that sheathing a sword? It's a samurai a, sword, right? I thought it was a seatbelt. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm locking you up. Locking You've been you locked up. up. No, remember like Tanner McAllister used to post the, uh, the ninja <laughs> emojis last year. And uh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> I mean, tell me America, tell us if we're wrong. I'm certain that you will. <laughs> But I thought it was definitely ninja. I thought they were just promoting safe driving. Safety <laughs> first, click. <laughs> click it or ticket. <laughs> Could be all of those things. You can vote on it now. Uh, as That's a great place for us to wrap up a Woody Wednesday. Uh, covered a lot of ground, and we still will. There's a lot more content coming throughout the week. Uh, as we get ready for Saturday at noon, Ohio State and Penn State, we cannot wait. We're really excited uh, to cover that. Even bringing these two along into the stadium, if you can believe that. So we're going to be all hands on deck for this one. That's that's how you know that it is a huge game. 
uh, and we will have some snap judgments in the post game live after it. But these are Wednesday snap judgments. They're brought to you by Buyers Auto. Looking for a newer used car? Choose Buyers Auto. There's no other place to go. That's Bill Landis and Doug Lamarice. I'm Austin Ward. We'll talk to you later.